Hey guys, welcome to this fortnight's cracker episode of the Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pav. I'm Tommy. And we're here to talk markets and all things crypto. And my God, got some things to talk something's, about. Yeah, something's gone on, mate. Something's gone on. Something's, just, I can't get enough of the seven-day chart at the moment. It feels like a big reset. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. This is nuts. Forget uh, about what happened over the last 12 months. Yeah. It's all, it's all gone now. We're we're starting fresh. So all the bears are coming out of hibernation, maybe? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The, the big thaw is on. <laughs> cool. So, I mean, like always, we'll, we'll run over our thoughts on the markets in a little bit. But uh, first, just want to cover, I guess, the key news items for today. So, I guess as we're just sort of giggling away, I've got some new updates on Dogecoin and what's been happening there. So, we'll branch into that as well as, uh, obviously, involves Elon Musk. So, it's a bit there to unpack. Uh, I've got the latest news from Visa. They've making some strides in the crypto space again. So, we'll just touch on that one as well. Uh, and Reddit. So just a update on some happenings there and the NFT mint that they gave their community a few months back. Uh, there's been some action on that scene as well. So we'll touch on that. But mate, let's just jump into it. The markets, the markets. The markets, the markets. What's What are you feeling, Tommy? Oh, I mean, we've finally broken out of this range that we're in. Bitcoin was the least volatile asset, even when you looked at <laughs> government issued currencies for the last, you know, pretty much four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks kind of time frame. So we finally broken out of that, which is pretty good to see. I mean, just, you know, it was like the, the meme of the guy looking at Bitcoin saying, you know, the one poke it, just do something. You know that, you know that one? <laughs> yeah. I've just kept picturing that one for the last while. But listen, we've broken out. Um, ETH is broken out. Bitcoin's broken out. Obviously, we were, we started the podcast because we we're kind of just live watching Do- Doge on the charts at the moment. Yeah, we, we were tempted to dub this episode Doge Watch 2022. Yeah, we just, we, oh, probably think, not far think, from. I it. think we can just make it happen. I think that's what it's going to be. Throw out the rules for this one. So. Yeah, go on. Um, but yeah, watching obviously looking at looking at Doge since the uh, Elon news that we'll dig into in a sec. But yeah. yeah, I mean, what I guess what are you seeing? Is it? Do you think this is kind of a short term relief? Are we are we turning a corner, or what's your what kind of, what's your thoughts on? Where I, it's think going? I think this is a good one, especially for people that have been listening for quite a while. Yeah. Like we've been saying this whole time, Fed tightening, Fed tightening. Like we usually have. Uh, let me rewind a little bit. We have a pretty key meeting coming up tomorrow from the US, basically the next sort of main meeting to discuss interest rates and tightening and where basically we could be going, I guess, for the next next couple of months. Usually into these dates, we see a massive sell-off. But what we're seeing in the opposite this time, right? Is, it's been the first time for yeah. pretty much 12 months that we've yeah. seen a, a bit of a exactly. change in direction. Absolutely. Prior to that meeting. Absolutely. Just usually you'd see buying activity about four to six weeks before the meeting and then about two weeks leading into the meeting, a massive sell-off. So, I mean, for me already, that's a massive change in character in terms of what the market has been doing. Um, in terms of like what I guess a lot of speculators and market commentators are saying at the moment is really everyone's expecting the US to come in and say that there is going to be that rate hike. It is going to be as expected, if not yep. much different. But the key difference here, and it's like, for me, this is like the biggest piece at play, and it might sound ridiculous, it's quite literally Jerome Powell's speech. So if he comes up after that sort of session, comes out and is somewhat delivering a more positive message that we've inflicted enough pain, yeah, that's basically what everyone's calling could be the next big catalyst running into the end of the year. And you could probably guess and assume a lot of this might be now a bit of front running, people anticipating that that could be the message that's coming out, which could be a reason why we're seeing a lot of this action in the market. Mm. He's been using some pretty interesting analogies to describe <laughs> how people are screwed. Like, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. to be honest, like, people, oh, I can't remember any, but like, yeah. just, you know, the way these kind of 
politic type speeches come out where it's like we're basically telling you that things are shit and it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, here's the way we package it up so it doesn't sound all that bad. But look, they're still, you know, maybe just in time for Christmas, they might have a more positive news. Yeah, well, actually, even people were talking about, like, the tone of voice that he delivers Correct. the messages. Like, it's interesting to see, you know, how markets react from these things. And obviously, the US, yep. US dollar, US market, are that's what yep. really matters, right? Like, we talked about... Always, you know, we've talked about it. Yeah. We had the RBA in Australia, yep. you know, increase rates again for the sixth time in a row, I think it, it was six times in a row. Yep. Um, 25 basis points. Yeah, that was point just this morning, like you were saying. Which yeah. is just this morning. So yeah. obviously Australian market doesn't move markets or change things in terms of trading volatility like the US does. So yeah, that's really, really key one to watch, yep. mate, this week. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so it's going to be a good one. But I mean, just to jump right into it, I mean, our first topic really is to sort of unpack, I guess, what's been happening at Twitter and how the hell is Dogecoin involved with that? So I know, Tommy, you've been following the story avidly as well, and so have I. But I mean, to call it to date, like what are we at now? 140% up? Yeah, 140% in the last seven days, something like that it's done. So yeah, it's interesting. This, it all started, I know we've got kind of things to talk to here, but yeah, it all started for me on Saturday. Oh, yeah. When I started, uh, I was on YouTube at home, I was doing some work. Yeah. And... I watched the Elon Musk live oh, the shareholders um, meeting. shareholder meeting for Tesla. For Tesla, for yeah, Tesla, yeah. yeah. So obviously, Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, Dogecoin, all kind of you know intertwined. Yeah. But yeah, he he dropped Dogecoin into the acquisition of Twitter, kind of kind of jokingly. But you know, people <laughs> when he mentioned these things, people tend to to take it on. It takes on a life of its own and people kind of tend yep. to take what they will from it. So it kind of all started there for me. And then obviously we've led into the Twitter acquisition and, you know, what we've seen today, which is, you know. And what was that? Like his dog, which is, a, is it I don't even know if it's his dog. Is it his dog? I don't know if it's his dog, right. but a dog, yeah. <laughs> a dog, specimen a dog <laughs> was featured on his uh, Twitter post that he put out. Yeah. And and it was uh, it was a Shibu Inu dog, one of those lovely dogs actually. They're oh, cool. gorgeous! Yeah, they are. And he yes, was wearing a, a Twitter shirt. The yeah. dog was wearing a Twitter shirt. So the market almost instantly reacted. We were, you know, we kind of picked it up as it went live, right? Correct. And, yeah. You know, I think it was about ten minutes into it, and, and well, literally we're watching it right now. Like it was up what about four or five percent at the time, and now we're looking That's at right. it being up sixteen percent. So I mean, obviously this doesn't mean anything to anyone who's going to be listening to this, but. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it is, it is because, you know, we've seen this kind of, we've seen a big pump, I think up to about 50 or 60% over the weekend. You know, the catalyst could have been, you know, Elon talking about it in regards mm. to Twitter. Yep. The kind of, the underlying story here is, Correct. you know, Elon has said on multiple occasions, whether it was joking or not, yep. that he wants to make Dogecoin the currency of Twitter, yep. right? So we've obviously seen, we've seen some kind of Bitcoin lightning payments on Twitter before, mm -hmm. But Dogecoin is kind of what they're, you know, what they're talking people's about. That's what he dubs it as. He does call it the people's coin, yeah. people's dog. Yeah. And, you know, he owns Twitter now. So, I mean, it's, you know, it is speculation, of course, at this stage. But let's, I guess, let's see how it plays out. Oh, it's fascinating to watch. And I mean, I know even like Charles Hoskin, the Cardano co-founder, he even wanted to sort of get involved. He was throwing in some messaging about integrating into the whole sort of Twitter ecosystem as well. So I think everyone's going to be sort of seeing that as, I mean, I guess the one thing I did see on Twitter, funnily enough, was people almost likening this to, I guess, Elon's move into almost creating a unique PayPal and like sort of payment solution and wallet. The one as, that got away. The one that got away, right? Yeah. Have and you listened to his story and his no. audiobooks and stuff before? No, I haven't. Pretty I need good, to probably man. give it a go. Yeah, it's like it definitely seems like the one that got away. He kind of got like, I won't get into it now, but X.com was his like original with PayPal and he kind of got like shafted. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, he kind of got 
kicked out and to a certain degree he got kicked out okay. of, of his own company yeah wow and so yeah again like I said the lo- if the one that got away is, is global payments for him maybe this is you know a way for him to, to bring that back oh man it's going to be payments Earth and Mars it looks anything, like it. anything that that man does you, you can't doubt him now at this stage right mm. because you know he has delivered it's you know not maybe not in the time frames he's always said but he's always delivered in, to a degree you see his like post I don't know how it's got to be legit it came from his account but he gave like a, a reason as to why he was acquiring Twitter did you get a chance to see that uh, I'm probably going to screw it up verbatim but it was along the lines of he sees Twitter as being a massive part of as globalization and civilization expands needing a town hall yeah, on, right. a, on a mass basis that has wide reach and he kind of sees like the bot activity and a lot of the other sort of far left and far right algorithms that people were sort of seeing as destructive yeah and yeah i mean how true all of this is who knows it's one man's agenda really when it's a privatized sort of yeah company, it's tough but, because you know he yeah. talks about going into kind of uh, clean it up right yeah but he also talks about introducing a fee for people to use it right so, which again like is that the worst thing no it's not it might not be the worst thing yeah, anymore, yeah. right if it actually cleans it up and it actually yeah. takes away half of the <laughs> fake messages that you get and yeah. you know like you said the bot spam and all that kind of thing but yep. um yeah i mean i guess further to that news you know, he did take over Twitter. <laughs> he walked in, <laughs> what was that? Walked in holding a sink, a yeah. physical sink, and yeah. and his tweet was "Let that sink in." <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's a bit ironic, isn't he? It's but he, great. I, I don't mind it. It's um, good. But he also fired the CEO and CFO yeah. on, I think, the, in the first week. Yep. So, you know, this is all kind of pretty hot stuff. I know that Binance made a five hundred million dollar investment yeah, that's... to back the acquisition as well, and there was a couple of other kind of high profile yeah. backers in in the whole thing. That was the one thing I was meant to check before this, just to see the other ones, because I know there was quite a few involved in that sort of bid. But yeah, yeah. that was one of the more prominent. I know ones. that FTX were making some kind of a play there as well, but, right. but it didn't. Yeah, it was it was kind of in the news, but okay. didn't didn't come off that one. So I mean, it's really it's really interesting to see how this plays out, what kind of changes he'll well, bring yeah. to Twitter. Yep. I, like I have to say, I've been all over Twitter. Recently, mm. it's not something I use as a resource. Yeah, I've recently gotten out. I quite, I like. Yeah, I started using like the Twitter Spaces, and we had the Aussie Follow Aussie movement on on Twitter, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as well, like mm, in nice. NFT Fest coming up as well, and yep, in, uh, in Melbourne. But um, yeah, yep. that's that's Dogecoin, mate. How good? And Tommy, there's uh, I guess been some recent news from Visa. Yeah, Visa, uh, and not just Visa. It's funny the Visa card. And Visa and MasterCard play mm. towards crypto has just continued to increase, yep. increase across multiple regions and, and agencies and, and partnerships and things like that do you see. And I guess the most recent one is Visa filing for uh, crypto payments trademarks. So, you know, obviously a signal of intent there from, from mm. them. And, you know, we, we see Visa kind of powering some pretty high profile crypto cards already. MasterCard are, are doing it with a number of companies too. Yep. It's kind of just the war continues between Visa and MasterCard when it comes yep. to moving into this new space so yeah i guess what else have you have you read anything more about about that and what's been happening there not particularly it's just i guess everyone's sort of looking for a good news adoption story like what's been happening in terms of progression i mean we've in previous episodes touched a lot on i guess the legislative sort of uptake and vc contributions i know we did a good one on that a couple months back and how it really hasn't slowed down even in a bear market so i mean this is just again we're talking about payment processing worldwide and integrating into, I guess, the whole landscape of metaverses and stuff like that. So just seeing strides in that, I think, is pretty cool to see. So... Yeah, I mean, the, you know, I mean, I guess just to touch on the trademarks, it's it's kind of covering digital virtual cryptocurrency transactions, digital currency and cryptocurrency wallets, NFTs and virtual goods. So, Virtual washing machine? 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> NFTs essentially are is the big one people are going to be interested in. Like yeah. what are Visa going to do with NFTs? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see that play out as well. And yeah, I mean, that's really the story, but it's yeah. it's good. It's yeah, again, like it's it is another good news story for payments mm. within the industry. We've as much as we're in the bear market, we've just seen compounding effect of these announcements come out and what's happening. There's so much building going on, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, I guess when you look at these companies, they are increasing their resource and you know the the money essentially they're throwing at mm. this industry so it's you know it, it is a really good adoption story and can't wait to bring something like that to swift x met hey, it wouldn't be bad no wouldn't, wouldn't be, be bad good. we'll get there we will what do you got reddit ain't reddit so there was a it was a pretty controversial thing when it first happened but reddit actually did almost like an airdrop style nfts to some of the more contributing users a little while back so Are you one of those no, I kick myself. I'll, I'll be honest, I can't remember my password and I don't remember my username. So it's at not, least it's not, not good. Your wallets, you can't remember the password. Not, well, yeah. That, that's also going to be a problem at some stage for me. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but yeah, basically, earlier this month, they introduced these digital avatars, which they basically dropped as NFTs. They exploded. So, you know, at the start, they weren't really doing too much. There was actually a lot of people complaining that Reddit was forcing it down everyone's throats to sort of get in on this NFT nonsense. But, I mean, lately, the market's just exploded. There's about a hundred-plus million-dollar market cap on these NFTs now. So, that's huge. It's about a 10x increase just in a month. But, I mean, for me, the biggest play here is, I think it's genius because, like, Reddit is huge. Like, so many users. I think in this one-alone move, they added... 3 million new users to the NFT ecosystem. Crazy. Like the adoption curve just increased yep. massively. So I thought it was a bit interesting. Just on face value, it seemed a bit weird. But I mean, for NFT adoption, it really, I think, is a bit of a fast track. And it sort of sets me up to think, like, who's next to do something similar? Like, would it be someone like Facebook? Would it be someone like, yep. uh, like well, Twitter's already made it compatible. But Well, Instagram announced, didn't Instagram announce they were right. going to support some type of functionality for well, it makes sense, uh, NFT right. wallets, I believe, like recently. Right. So, well, it would make sense for, like, artists and that's stuff. That's Facebook, right? So, yeah. Well, that is Facebook, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's definitely coming there, right? Yeah. Like, you'd have to... You'd have to Agree that it is. What, what do you use Reddit for? Like, Reddit. Listen, I'm not an avid user of Reddit, but I know that a lot of the the devs, especially, are here. It's yeah. Do you know what? I'll be honest. Like, I used to be on Reddit, and now I'm on Twitter. Right. Like, it was more just um, someone would post a story, and basically the community would decide if it was hot or not. Really, like that right. was the be yeah, all the end upvoting. Or, I upvoting, always thought it yeah. as a place to go and complain about something. Well, there's <laughs> a lot of that. So right. I think I think again, like any like anything has a product life cycle, I guess. I think Reddit, a lot of people have left it, but there's a lot of people still active on it. Right. But the idea with Reddit is like you can create sub-communities. So there's like a subreddit within a Reddit and it's about a topic you're interested in. Yep. And that's kind of like what you'll see and get to interact with. Yeah, um, sure. Or you can just view everything. So that's what it's all about. Oh, you mean there's a thing algorithmically <laughs> that can tell me what I like? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I think there's a few. Isn't there a few apps designed around that? TikTok maybe comes to mind. Maybe one. Don't have that either, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah, I still haven't got on that. I'm wearing that as a badge of honor. Well, me too, cares. but I'm, I'm feeling the pressure. I know. Chris keeps talking to me about getting Twitter, TikTok. He's like, we have to get on TikTok. So we've got some cool ones in the office. I'm like, I'll watch it on your phone, but I'm not downloading <laughs> it myself yet. Anyway, I'll probably crack at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some other things that are notable that we haven't really included in the headliner of the show notes. Um, I wanted to touch on Ethereum. 
which we've banged on about uh, like an old drum for quite a while now. But I mean, we've really had the first four months of being a, a proof of stake system since the merge. No issues. Uh, no issues. There's been no hacks as we all sort of were, I guess, avidly watching. No real hacks other than just third party providers and DeFi institutions not having good enough code in their smart contracts. But basically, there's been a 20% increase in price. The actual ETH supply has decreased, decreased. by yeah. 7,000 Ethereum, which is 11,000 million ETH not created. So TLDR there for people is proof of stake will now create less Ethereum for the market than what the proof of work protocol was doing. So that's actually quite a big piece to just try and wrap your head around because if the price is increasing and the amount that's available is decreasing and all the ETH that's currently in there is locked until March next year for the proof of stake, I believe, with the Shanghai upgrade. Yeah, there's no actual date on it yet, but the, the predictions are it's kind of like in the Feb, March next year, which yeah. is, I mean, you won't feel it coming. You know? Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting. I had the guys from Rocket Pool with our decentralized yeah. Ethereum staking protocol in the office yep. earlier this week, and they were kind of just talking about it as well. But apparently it's like the thing on the lips of every Ethereum yep. person and developer and everyone that's working on it is mm. we need to get Ethereum withdrawals in ASAP. Yep. So just kind of there was a bit of ambiguity around when that date was, or still is, but apparently it's like hot topic for them. So anyone that yeah, is nice. staking eat, I mean, that's pretty good from the horse's mouth type information. So it's good to yep. I guess let people know that, you know, I was really happy to hear it myself, you know, that they are focusing on it and it has a priority for them. So yep. yeah, hopefully it comes out on time. Ethereum is not known for its <laughs> You don't say. Yeah, not known for hitting uh deadlines. Yeah. But I mean they haven't put a date on it yet, but let's let's see how it plays out. That'll be good man. Other than that, I think the only other sort of off the cuffer that I had was Warren Buffett notoriously calling crypto rat poison squared. Did you say off the cuffer? Off the cuffer, I did. <laughs> did you like it? I did. Yeah, I gave it a crack. I like that. That was good. <laughs> we have it written down here for anyone, everyone listening at home, but we never actually said it, but Pav just said it. So. It's out in the wild now. Yeah. Hopefully no one has a trademark. Someone will probably call it next week. Start a new podcast and call it off the cuffers. Probably shouldn't have said That's that. Right, no. Yeah, I've no, really screwed anyway. it. That's right. Uh, but yeah, basically, he's at a near bank that he does own, so a smaller bank to learn its own, uh, launch its own crypto token to be na- labeled Newcoin. Crazy. Um, rat po- not Rat Poison Square. Not Rat Poison like Square. Describe Bitcoin. But that might be on the white paper. So right, we'll, fair enough. We'll keep yeah, an eye yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Might, be might be part of the tokenomics. The open source code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Like, think about, you know, we, we kind of make jokes or we talk about like yeah. people in the industry, institutional players saying one thing and then doing the complete opposite. Is, oh, yeah. Are we going to put, we have to put Buffett in that? track it's got to be right yeah. i did see like mark cuban berkshire hathaway oh yeah versus like all of you know kathy wood's investments oh yeah <laughs> berkshire are down like seven or nine percent or something like that over the over the last 12 months and is that on like masari or something yeah it was yeah, nice. yeah, i was reading it at the weekend and yeah it was like a twitter post but everyone's like um the phrase was maybe buffett actually does know what he's doing <laughs> 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 because it was down like seven or nine percent or something like that and then yeah. everything that all these other investments had were like the minimum was down 30% or something like that. So yep. it's like, you know. Jeez, I wish my portfolio was only down 30%. Yeah, it's not too many. There's a couple of couple of just snuck into the green, mate. The last yeah, it has been. Last week. It really so, has so. been. Yeah, not not all is not lost. But yeah, mate, I uh, just wanted to, I guess, give a shout out to the guys that are running NFT Fest, which yes. is a IRL, as they call it, in real life uh, conference. It's if, if you want to call it a conference, it's an event. It's going to be on in Melbourne the 23rd and 24th of next month. Yep. That is going to be really cool. Anyone that's into NFTs, Web3, pretty much, it's a crypto event, right? Yep. So yeah, I guess just wanted to shout out those guys that that event's going to be on. I'm going to be there myself. Hopefully we're going to do some stuff with the podcast down there as well. And um, yep. 
yeah, people are, you know, since COVID, people have been crying out for events to go to. And this is very topical. The, the, some of the speakers in the lineup are like just top notch. Mm. So I'm not speaking. So that's what I mean. <laughs> how good it is. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> so that's kind of something that I'm watching. And yeah, anyone that's interested in that, anyone that's yep. in Melbourne. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely what, good money spent. And a lot of the the money that they're raising through ticket sales is actually going back to the creators. Well, yeah, I get that. pretty cool. So it's not a, it's pretty much a non-for-profit. They just need to pay the bills and the money goes back to, it's rest of the money goes back to. It's cool, yeah. yeah. It hasn't been done before like yeah. that as well. So shout out Rochelle and, and Steve Ellis too, the people that are kind of working on that and um, Greg. So I've been been in touch with those guys. But another thing I wanted to mention was Twitter Spaces. Oh yeah. I know you guys are not really into it yet. But no, I'm, kind of, I'm coming across. Yeah, like yeah. Twitter Spaces is my new addiction at the moment. Oh, so yeah. just wanted to, I guess, call that out as well. So basically, you can click onto your Twitter account and pretty much any time you log on, there are a group of people in a what they call Twitter space talking about a particular topic or they could be talking about just anything. Could be yep. a new pair of shoes to buy, to mental health, to crypto, NFTs. Like it's really, really cool, like amazing resource. Yeah. So I started jumping in there and, and uh, yeah learning from it and starting to contribute myself over some spaces the last couple of weeks. And it's just kind of the new thing that I am really enjoying, uh, you know, jump on kind of ad hoc and listen to people talking about, it's you know, it's, it's just like tapping into the brains of people you wouldn't otherwise get, yeah. get a hold of. And some of the caliber of people that are in there, I mean, it's, it's, really? yeah, it's a really, really good resource. I'm, I'm trying to kind of spread the word on it and get it out and massive Aussie community in there as well. So yeah, yeah, cool. I just want to kind of shout that one out to That's nice. sign off for, for myself. That's good, dude. Other than that, we've just got, I guess, the market movers to call out. I mean, we don't have to sort of talk too much as to what's the number one. It's the old Dogecoin. I mean, a theme I'm seeing in some of the ones that are catching up to it, DeFi. So we've seen um, projects such as DeFi Money, Injective Protocol, Sushi, Litinary, uh, Fractshare even. Um, so they're all, all DeFi-based assets. I don't know a lot of people have been calling that, you know, DeFi really hasn't had a run since DeFi summer, which was like 2020 or 19? 19. 19. Pure resurgence. Yeah, 2019. Pure I mean, the, the DeFi for me just makes sense. Yep. It made sense from day one. Well, it was yes, a, it's always going to have its holes and its yeah. gaps and, you know, True. we've seen a lot of exploits and everything else, but... Yeah. You know, we like to think things are, are yep. tightening up there. We've got, you know, we've got companies based out of Brisbane, yep. um, you know, working on projects. we got a couple of good Aussie companies in DeFi that they were pretty big on yep. as well. Mycelium was the company I was trying to think the name of there. Yeah, Maple help me out with Pev. Thank Maple. you very much for Yeah, that. that's right. Maple Finance yeah. as well. Yep. And, you know, there's some pretty big ones in that space. So, yep. yeah, definitely a trend. If you want to call it a trend, I think it's a trend to watch. It's a category to do your own research on. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You know, we talked before yeah. about exchange tokens. Yes, we did. And, then, you know, as another category to keep an eye on. Now we're talking about DeFi again. Mm. Um, I think you have to also call out with this new resurgence, which Doge, you have to watch the meme coins as well. It might be yeah. a short term trading opportunity, but, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. But I mean, again, it's just theme. one to watch, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But, uh, mate, it's been good catching up. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were a bit fast and loose today and it was good. It was oh, fun. I, I enjoyed like it. it. Thanks very much, guys, for tuning in. We will catch you again at the uh, next Crypto Catch-Up. Shout us out on Facebook, on Twitter now, in Twitter Spaces, and on Instagram at Tapping Into Crypto. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.